Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. Hey, it's Kim Commando today, your daily podcast to keep you up to date with all things digital and beyond. And I'd love to have you be a part of our podcast. You can make an appointment to speak with me. Just head over to commando.com and on the top right, there's a button that says email Kim, fill that out and that's it. All right, I always like to start each show with something really interesting. And I don't know if you heard, but OpenAI, they've released the official chat GPT app. It's now available in the Apple App Store. But you have to be really careful. So when you start looking for the chat GPT app in the Apple Store, or even in the Play Store, is that there's just like these slew of apps that are just scammy malware badware you just want to stay away from. So you want to get the official app. Make sure that the developer is OpenAI. And you can look in the description. And in the description, it says in-app purchase, it will be $19.99 a month. Okay, That's when you know that you got the real McCoy again. The developer is OpenAI. That's the one that you want. So in case you're wondering, yes, no Android version quite yet. It's going to be a couple of weeks for that, they say. But wouldn't it be great when ChatGPT can actually interact with, say, Google and Apple's assistant. So you could just say, you know, the name of the assistant, which I don't want to say because it's going to just blow up all your devices. Say, ask GTP about this or that or whatever it may be. I just wonder, though, if you do this enough times, if our smart assistants are going to get jealous and they're going to say, you know what, you just go ask ChatGPT yourself. Okay, sounds like you don't even need me. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? And on that happy note, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this. It's the largest show about all things digital, your most trusted source. I'm, of course, America's beloved digital goddess, Kim Commando, here with you once again. And if you're a new listener, hey, we're so glad that you found us. And if you're a regular listener, welcome back. You can find the Kim Commando Show on over 420 top stations across the United States. And we're streaming in your favorite radio app. Just search for my last name, Commando. And you can also find us as a webcast and also as a podcast commercial-free over at commando.com. In the upper right-hand corner, you just want to join the Commando community. Just a few bucks a month, and you actually get a free 30-day trial. Once again, that's commando.com. And yes, I did say commercial-free, too. And a big hello and salute goes out to all of our listeners on the American Forces Network Radio, reaching over 375,000 U.S. service members serving in 175 countries. And I love this. 200 ships at sea get the Kim Commando Show. And our T-Mobile Unlimited listener line is now open at one 825 5254 is the way to join us. And just a quick reminder, if you're just too dang shy to come on a big-time show and podcast, I just want to remind you that you can drop me your questions over on our website. That's commando.com. And in the upper right-hand corner, there's a link that says Email Kim. All right, every single day I visit at least 30 different websites and talk to industry insiders, and I read white papers and research papers. It's just nuts just to make sure that we are both up to date on all things digital. And let's start with five things that you need to know about tech. And starting with number one, more than two-thirds of all Americans, that's 60%, are really concerned that AI could put the future of all humanity at risk. And based upon what you're about to hear, uh, they're right. And I will tell you that I'm, I am actually one of that 60% myself. Uh, you may have heard the name Sam Altman. He's the inventor of ChatGPT. <clears throat> and he told Congress that AI 
must be controlled by governments because it's rapidly evolving to the point where it has more information instantaneously available to it than any possible human could. Now, there are even predictions that using its own reasoning, AI could eventually consider itself a god, yep, and write its own code of conduct, a Bible of sorts, for the human race. Now, before that can ever be allowed to happen, we must never lose sight of the fact that AI was built by humans to serve humans. It only knows what we ourselves tell it. And we all have to remember that God, however you perceive him, is more than just a bunch of electronic components just soldered to a motherboard. Uh, Coming in at number two on our list of five things is Timu is poo-poo. That's right. It took just 17 days for China-based shopping app Timu to just whiz past Instagram, WhatsApp, Snapchat, Shein, and the App Store, and just have the top downloads everywhere. Now, I warned you about Timu's security problems a few weeks ago, but now its sister app, Pinduoduo, was caught using malicious code to bypass cell phone security to spy on other apps, read notifications, messages, and even change your security settings. Oh, isn't that frightening? Now, shortly after this announcement about, about Pinduoduo, the U.S. government has accused Timu of data risks. No surprises there. The app requests 24 permissions from your device, access to your Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, photos, videos, payment details, contact info, yikes. So keep all this in mind before your next time you're tempted to just go ahead and install Timu because it's also your biometrics. If you're going to use it, I suggest you use it on an alternative device that's not connected to anything, including your Wi-Fi network. Uh, Coming in at number three, for more than 27 years, a now very outdated law has shaped the Internet. You may have seen it out there. It's called Section 230 of the 1996 Communications Decency Act. It has serious implications. It protects the social media sites, the online platforms like Facebook and Instagram and Snapchat and TikTok and Twitter, all the rest, from being held responsible for what their users post. Now, even if that content encourages terrorists. Now, I want you to compare this to me on a radio, your newspaper, your television. Okay, If we or they allow someone to publish something harmful, uh, we could be taken to court and sued. But a lot has changed since 1996 when this law has been put into play, right? Well, the reason why I bring this up is that the Supreme Court handed over just a major win for social media companies. The court actually backed Google and Twitter when they were accused of social media liability in terrorist attacks that occurred overseas in 2017. Now, families lost their loved ones in an attack in Istanbul, and they say that YouTube recommended extremist terrorist videos to would-be terrorists. YouTube says, it's not us, it's the algorithm. Twitter says, yeah, it's not us, it's the algorithm. So the bottom line here is that this has been a major win for social media. So I just want you to know that this is not the end of the game. We're probably going to be hearing a lot more about this in the next couple of weeks. Uh, Moving on to number four, this is why you should never take naked pictures of yourself and intimate acts. Uh, Let's go over to Charleston, South Carolina for this one. where after a long day at work, a woman logged into social media and she got a real shocker. She saw a pornographic photo of herself and her ex-boyfriend posted onto her work's Facebook business page. Yes, you heard me correctly. Where she worked, they had a Facebook page, and then there was a picture of her and her ex-boyfriend, you know, doing what they did. Uh, It's called revenge porn. It's when a nude or sexual photo is posted online without consent, and this woman totally believes that her ex made the post under a fake name. 
Her 35-year-old ex, Zachariah Cooper, is charged with stalking, being held on a $250,000 bond. Just a friendly reminder, you run this sort of risk taking any kind of nude or sexual photo on your phone. If you don't want it posted on the Internet, don't take a picture of it. It's that simple. And finally, let's go to number five, some AI classes. That's right. There's a lot of buzz buzzwords associated with AI. We're going to go through just a couple of them right here. But first, artificial intelligence. How do you define it? It's a machine that wants to think like a human, chat GPT. What about training data? You start seeing this a lot. This is the stuff that an AI machine uses, and we're talking about anything that may be on the Internet, any media, and so that this way it can up its game. Hallucinations. You're that associated with AI. If you say to ChatGPT, uh, the sky is cloudy today and it comes back, no, it's brown. That's a hallucination. It's just a wrong. So if you ever hear anybody mention AI hallucinations, just know it's bad stuff. AGI, that's what we're all afraid of. Artificial general intelligence. That's right. It's when AI machine goes beyond human capabilities. It becomes more knowledgeable. That's the frightening part. I mean, I can't wait for an AI to reach 10% of the capabilities of the average human because maybe we could replace everybody in Congress with just a single AI. All right, coming up, we have signs that your security cam has been hacked. There's a super secret menu on your TV. And let's see, oh my gosh, in just a few minutes, I'm going to be interviewing the founder, the inventor of the smart gun. You don't want to miss that, so stay right where you are here on Kim Commando today. So, you've got an idea for a business, the store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out, everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media, source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Hey, if you ever have any questions about something digital, just a quick reminder, you can send them to me over at the website, Old School. I love this way, though. You go to commando.com. At the upper right-hand corner, there's a link that says Email Kim. Now, if you haven't tried our new Commando 2.0 newsletters, you're going to love them. If you have the newsletters in the past, you say there were just too many, and I hated the clickbait and the colon cleanse ads. I heard you. It's all new and improved with just one ad, and I promise you it's not a colon cleanse. And so head over to getkim.com to sign up right now. 100% free. You're going to love them. That's getkim.com. So Kai Cuffer was a high school student back in 2012 when 24-year-old James Holmes, you may remember this, he walked into an Aurora, Colorado movie theater and Holmes killed 12 and he injured 70 more people. Well, Kai's now 26 and he's about to ship what's called a smart gun. And here's the deal. PayPal co-founder Peter Thiel, he has this fellowship program and he actually awarded Kai $100,000 for the idea of the smart gun, but he had to drop out of school to start this company. Well, that company, BioFire, has raised $30 million to date. Now, BioFire Smart Gun, it comes with a dock equipped with a touchscreen, and then that pairs your face and your fingerprint to the gun. So the whole idea is that if it doesn't see your face, it doesn't see your fingerprint, the gun will not be activated. Now, the biometric data is actually stored only on the gun. Now, once the system detects an approved user's fingerprint or face, which I mentioned, and whichever one comes first, it quickly unlocks, and then it can be fired like just a regular handgun. Now, 
I don't know about you, but I've got just a million questions swirling around my head. And joining us here on the show right now is Kai himself to tell us all about the smart gun. And Kai, thank you so much for being here. Of course. Thanks for having me, Kim. So I guess let's just start at the beginning. What exactly is the BioFire smart gun? BioFire smart gun is basically a new kind of firearm, one that has a bunch of technology built into it to ensure that it's both uh, always locked anytime that it's outside of the owner's control, as well as instantly accessible in the case that the owner uh, needs to have access to that. And then you actually gave a great intro. Um, but basically the concept is, you know, we use biometrics, both fingerprints and facial recognition that run automatically as soon as you pick the firearm up. If you're the owner or somebody that the, that the owner has chosen to enroll into the firearm, then it unlocks and functions just like any other gun. Uh, but at the same time, it locks within a fraction of a second as soon as it leaves your control. And that's really the key part, right? That peace of mind, knowing that it's not going to be usable uh, when it leaves your control. So how many profiles can be attached to the gun? You can have up to five active users at any time. Uh, and then you can have additional users stored that could be uh, disabled and activated when you like. So can you use the gun without any biometrics or no? The whole idea is that it, that biometrics has to be implemented. You have to use at least the fingerprint or the face. Um, so for if whatever reason you want to choose to not enroll one or the other, you could do that. Um, but the sort of intent of the system is it's, it's only active when one of the biometrics is presented. You know, we've all have those. Well, I shouldn't say we all. I know that I have one. <laughs> one of those boxes that you put your firearm in and then you have to have your fingerprint yep. in order to open the box in order to get your firearm out of it. Um, yep. what, what inspired you to, to put those two technologies together? Totally. The, the number one, so uh, maybe going back a step, actually, I, I've been working on this for about 11 years, as you said, and throughout the time period, I've gotten the opportunity to talk to lots of other gun owners around, you know, what are they looking for in a product like this? I think the fundamental premise of a firearm that only works exactly the way you want it to is quite straightforward and obvious, but the challenge is it needs to actually work exactly the way you want it to, which means it has to be unlocked anytime that you pick it up, and it needs to always be locked when it leaves your control. And that reliability piece is, I think, really the fundamental challenge here, right? That is the key part of building a viable smart gun, and that's really where BioFire has spent all of its time and its resources, um, and that really has been very much focused on that side. And, and a big portion of that goes to the biometrics themselves, right? Fingerprint and facial recognition are two very, very mature, well-understood sort of commercial-grade biometrics. Um, sure. But they both have their own strengths and weaknesses, right? Fingerprints, for example, uh, you know, they, they might not uh, work as well, you know, if you have wet or dirty hands. You know, we got a lot of questions after our launch about, you know, what if I was eating chicken wings and, and somebody, you know, broke into my home? Um, and, you know, so we did a video like, hey, yeah, it works great when you have chicken wing grease on your fingers. Um, and the reason that it does work great is because the facial recognition system has no impact on something like that. Similarly, let's say you're in like a nightstand drawer, which is probably one of the most common uh, sort of use cases that sure. we've heard from our customers, your face is not going to be kind of in view behind that firearm for, for quite a while um, after you, as you start to take it out of the drawer. It's, it's only seconds, but seconds matter. Um, versus the fingerprints will work instantly, you know, as soon as you have your hand around the grip. And so the two of them combined uh, really are just substantially more reliable because either the fingerprint or the face can be used to unlock the gun than just one of it by itself. You know, I'm fascinated about how you were able to get that grant from Peter Thiel. Can you talk to that just a little bit? I mean, you know, you were just, you were a young guy, but somehow you were able to figure all that out. Yeah. So I, I had been working on sort of the concepts and technology around BioFire for quite a few years, actually, even before the Thiel Fellowship. Um, 
And uh, in fact, like during my uh, time, sort of during, uh, well, go back to started this my sophomore year of high school, um, and uh, very much from an engineering technical perspective, like how could I apply my sort of interest and, and passion for engineering to this to this space? That turned rapidly into like a research project, uh, you know, after the science fair, uh, backed by a variety of other sort of investors out of, out of Silicon Valley. And then I actually spent some time at MIT as well, um, working on a, a double major in, in computer science and business. Um, and that was really where I spent a lot of time working on more the business side of BioFire. Like, you know, what, what would the product look like? Would we be manufacturing the entire firearm or just like building a device that would convert an existing firearm? Um, all those were the kind of fundamental questions. And so it was after all that work that I ended up applying for and receiving the Teal Fellowship, as, as you mentioned, $100,000, dropped out of, out of MIT to uh, focus on building the company full time. Um, and that's really where we started hiring people, focusing this full time, and we've been working on our production product ever since. All right, Kai, it's clear that you've done just a ton of research and, wow, just so much hard work to bring the smart gun to market. And it's going to be here in the fourth quarter. Now, I have to tell you, I'm just so amazed, really, that you're only 26 years old. But here's the deal. We just need to take a break. Yeah, I know. I don't like it either. We have to play a few commercials because that's how we make money and that's how we pay the bills over here. But when we come back, Kai, I want to get into the nitty gritty of the smart guns. I mean, I want you to tell us exactly how does this technology work? What specifically makes this gun super smart? And get this, we also have a few listener questions about your smart gun that I'd like you to answer right here with us. So we're going to get to all of that and more in just a minute or two. And then still to come, we have our digital privacy tip about security cams that are hacked and also a secret TV menu. We have more of your phone calls that you don't want to miss here on Kim Commando today. At The Home Depot, we're dedicated to helping you build the skills that get your home projects done right. That's why we offer free and interactive online DIY workshops. During the live streams, our knowledgeable associates help you tackle your DIY projects no matter your age or skill level. You can learn how to install new single pole switches as well as standard duplex and GFCI outlets. Register for free at homedepot.com workshops. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. All right, if you're just joining us, wow, we've been talking to Kai Kepler. Uh, Kai is about to ship a smart gun, and he came up with this idea when he was actually a sophomore in high school. And his company, BioFire, has raised $30 million to date. He's got some funding from Peter Thiel. I mean, it's turned into a major operation. All right, Kai, let's just jump right back into this interview. I want to know, first of all, some more specifics about your smart gun. So the smart gun technology, it makes sure that only authorized people can operate the firearm. You know, you mentioned the chicken wings. Are there situations where it wouldn't work? They would ever encounter in a uh, kind of like home defense environment or anything like that, including, you know, let's say you live in Alaska in the middle of the winter and you need to step outside or you live in Arizona in the middle of the summer. Right. Uh, our goal is we want to build a product that is going to be extremely reliable in any sort of uh, home defense kind of style environment. Right. Including if you just got out of the shower including if you're eating chicken wings, right, you name it. Um, and the reason why that's possible really is both the combination of those biometrics, as I was talking about, but also, you know, really the, the engineering that has gone into this. Like you mentioned previously, we've raised about $30 million. Um, almost all that, that money has been spent on the actual engineering mm -hmm. technical side of this, right? We've been able to build a really fantastic team of engineers here in Colorado, mostly folks coming from, from aerospace and defense um, industries that, you know, have a lot of experience on how do you build a complicated piece of technology that has to work every single time because obviously a plane crashes that's a really big deal 
uh, you know, your missile fails to go off. That's a really big deal. Um, and so we've brought a lot of that experience you know, into the, into the <laughs> yes. team here at BioFire. And so there's lots and lots of small details and, and, and big details even in certain cases that we've, we've solved uh, to make this possible. The stakes are very high here, right? And um, that's something that I think that is, is, you know, needs to be reflected in our work. I have just, I just have questions from, uh, from various folks. Uh, Ronard Spilker from Glendale, Arizona. He wants to know, how well does each fingerprint and facial recognition work when the sensors are wet? And how are the finger sensors and facial recognition cameras protected from being damaged? Great question. Um, so uh, wet and sort of environmental conditions have basically no impact on the facial recognition system. Um, like there's, there's no way for water or anything like that to collect on the, on the lens. And we've done the work to make sure that that's not gonna, like the, one of the primary objectives actually of including the facial recognition system is to address exactly this question in terms of uh, wet and dirty hands will impact the reliability of the fingerprint sensor. I would say like at a high level, uh, if you just got out of the shower, right, maybe you're like a little damp or you're sweating, the fingerprint sensor will work fine. Um, similarly on the facial recognition system, like we use a really, really strong material on top of the, the facial recognition system to make sure that even if you drop it in gravel or anything like that, uh, it's not going to impact the performance of the system. Okay. Um, next one from Michael Hirschberger in Cincinnati. What's the response time of facial recognition to engage before the gun will actually shoot? Yep. So uh, I would say our objective is, uh, it, let's say the gun is on a table, nightstand drawer, holster. Uh, it should be unlocked faster than you could possibly have it on target. Um, and that's like our internal metric, which a second to a second and a half. Um, if you're really, really fast and have a lot of training, you, you can get a draw time of about a second in most cases. Um, most intralobe folks are more about two seconds. Uh, our objective here, I would say on fingerprints, um, which is sort of a primary biometric, where we, we beat that every single time, right? Like anytime you pick it up, it's, it's unlocked, you know, sort of halfway through the process of picking it up. We have a couple good videos on our YouTube channel, like showing comparisons of you know, how fast can you get access to like one of those those biometric gun safes or versus how fast can you pick up our product. I'll say we we win by a wide margin every single time. Um, and so the goal is it should be the fastest safety mechanism out there. Okay, two more questions. Uh, his, he says his name's Jimmy Dean. Not sure if that's real, but we'll just go with it. Um, in Shreveport, Louisiana. Okay, this is kind of a strange question, Kai. Okay. Could a thief kill the smart gun owner, then cut off his hand or his fingers, freeze the appendage to preserve the prints, and then use that hand or fingerprints to activate the smart gun and use it to commit further crimes? Um, okay. Obviously, you haven't heard this one before, well, so because I can tell by looking at your face. More than you'd expect, I would say. Uh, and I definitely love the creativity. Really? Um, I would say... Uh, the short answer is it would be very, very challenging to do that. Um, uh, and, and certainly uh, I, it's not something I would encourage people should be going around doing for a whole, a whole number of reasons. Um, right. <laughs> uh, what I will say is, you know, we, from a technical perspective, um, we use a kind of state-of-the-art anti-spoofing technology on both our fingerprint and picture recognition systems, uh, which would make it very, very, very challenging to use uh, dead body parts um, to present valid biometric factors, but if they do, it would be it would be very unlikely that you'd be able to, to activate the smart gun with somebody's uh, uh, dead body parts. Mm -hmm. um, Kai, uh, how much is it? 
I forgot to ask you that. Yeah, it's available for pre-order at smartgun.com. Uh, the price point is $14.99. And then we're asking for a, a $149 refundable deposit, right? So basically, again, we're, we're getting a lot of demand uh, and there, there's quite a line, I would say, to get uh, to actually take delivery. And so the deposit pretty much holds your spot mine. If for whatever reason uh, you'd like to kind of change your mind, et cetera, you can always refund that, but you would lose your spot in, my, in line. I will say like we've already sold out uh, our first kind of two editions and first couple batches of deliveries. And so definitely, if you're interested, I obviously encourage customers to, to put their deposit down as fast as they can. Hey, Kai, thanks for being here. Appreciate you. Thanks for having me, Kim. Now, again, if anyone wants to check this out at home, the Biometric Smart Gun, the website is, of course, smartgun.com. And there you can get more information about the gun, get a closer look at the gun itself. You can customize it, build your very own. And also, be sure to check out their YouTube channel because there's just a ton of videos there. Once again, the website is smartgun.com. All right. I don't know if you heard the news, but a mom recently said a stranger hacked her Owlet Wi-Fi baby monitor to talk to her infant son at night. Well, here's the deal. The password has been leaked in a data breach, and there are tons of creepy tales like this. Maybe you start hearing some strange sounds or unfamiliar voices. Okay, That's a big red flag that somebody has hacked your webcam. Well, here are a couple of more. Your settings mysteriously get updated. Okay. These sneaky hackers are going to quietly change your security settings so you don't spot them. Maybe they'll change the name of the camera. Maybe they'll change your password. Next on the list, all of a sudden, you're just starting to use way more data. You could have a security camera that just streams in the cloud, and that's where you want to start watching your data consumption closely. If you can ever set any type of alerts for overage, that's the place where you want to do this. And you can see if it's transferring a lot of data and you're not using it or nothing else has changed. And finally, another big red flag, the LED light is always on because so many of these security cameras, they have a small LED light that lets you know whether or not they're connected. Now, if the camera's light is blinking or flashing when it shouldn't be, yeah, that's not a good sign. Uh, that's why I love Simply Safe cams. They have this shutter that covers the camera when you're not home. Now, if you feel like something's up, here's what you need to do. Password protect your Wi-Fi or better yet, change the password. And also, make sure that the username and the password are unique just to that camera, too. Uh, be sure to set up two-factor authentication and make sure that you have auto-updates enabled so that this way your system is always on target and always up to date. And you're like, how do I do any of this? Oh, fear not, dear one. Head over to commando.com. That's K-O-M-A-N-D-O.com. And there are the link that says Kim Show. We have all the steps right there for you for the taking. All right, still to come, there's a super secret menu on your TV you may not know about, and we have more of your great phone calls that you don't want to miss here on Kim Commando today. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash Boost by Tax Day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. All right, before we go back to all of your great phone calls, if you were to take a guess, which country's residents are most addicted to their smartphones? And I'll tell you right now, it's not the United States. Okay, the serious screen addicts are in, drum roll please, South Africa. They spend 9.5 hours a day just looking at their smartphone. On the flip side, folks in Japan, a mere 
four hours a day. Americans, we're at seven and a half hours a day on our phone. The average person is awake, by the way, for 17 hours a day. So if you're finding that you're on your phone a little bit too much, what you want to do is take a look in your iPhone under settings and screen time. And for Android, you're going to go to settings and digital well-being, parental controls, and dashboard. And that's where you can see how much time you're spending on your phone. You may be surprised. I actually looked at mine, and I thought it would have been higher, actually. Uh, two hours and 41 minutes a day for me over the last week. But that does not include me sitting on my MacBook or my iPad. Oh, that's bad. All right, back to the phone. Steven in Columbia, South Carolina. Hi, Kim. Hope you're doing well. I have a question that I think your readers and listeners around the world also have. I'm one of those people who hates to go to sleep. If I didn't have to go to sleep, I would I'd be watching movies, <laughs> reading, writing, cooking, talking to my friends. But when I do finally get the sack, I put my iPhone 14 on silent. Um, because I can hear it vibrate if someone tries to reach me in the middle of the night. But a couple of weeks ago, some of my, a couple of my friends, a husband and wife, were driving back from Atlanta to Columbia, about a three-hour drive, and their car broke down at two o'clock in the morning. They were coming back from a wedding, and they called me to help rescue them, and I didn't hear the phone. So what I was trying to figure out is if your phone is on silent, is there a way to designate that a friend, a family men, member, a boss who's calling you? You can mm -hmm. designate that it will actually ring for them, but nobody else. Sure. And Absolutely. I will find that information anywhere. Well, you have come to the right place. So we're going to set you all up, Stephen. Correctly. <laughs> um, well, you know, with your iPhone 14, it has. You have a couple of ways to do this. Okay. Uh, number one, if you haven't played around with the focus modes, there's sleep mode. And sleep mode is where we turned on automatically. Like I have mine turned on automatically at 10 p.m. and then it turns off at 6.30 a.m. Okay. And so between 10 and 6.30 a.m., I don't get any notifications about anything unless I want them to come through. And the only folks were, that I have coming through are my son and my sister and a few friends. Okay. So in, in, if you go into the focus mode under settings and then you go to sleep, it allows you to select which contacts and which apps that, uh, that will be allowed through the not just sleep mode, focus mode or work mode. They have all these different modes. So that's if you're using sleep mode. Now, if you're not doing that, if you're not going to be using sleep mode, but you still want your closest family members and friends to get through, is that you go open up their contacts for your two buddies there who were you know, coming back from the wedding. And then if you scroll down uh, under edit, you'll see ringtone, text tone. But then there's an option that says emergency bypass. Bingo. That's wow. where you want it in. And so you're going to uh, enable emergency bypass for a specific content. So you're telling your phone at that point, hey, don't pay attention to silent mode. Do not pay attention to do not disturb. Do not pay attention to focus mode, sleep mode or whatever it is. Your iPhone's going to. Play that ringtone, text tone, whatever it is, even if your device is set to silence. So it's absolutely possible. It's wonderful. And um, and I didn't, my, you know, I, I didn't tell my son that I had this set up, but he was texting me when he was going through finals at like two and three o'clock in the morning of like cool cars that he found online. And I'm like, dude, stop that. You know, I'm like, okay. <laughs> well, this is great information. So, you know, you may not think so, but I bet 
when people hear this, you will be responsible for saving lives in some way, shape, or form. Because who knows? My friends could have been on the side of the road and gotten hit by another vehicle because they couldn't get up with me to rescue them. So that's great information. Well, you're awfully sweet, Stephen. And uh, hang on the line. We're going to send you those exact steps so that this way you don't have to hunt around in that settings menu. But once again, it's under settings. Uh, then you have focus mode, and that's where you can get into sleep mode and work mode and all those other modes. Or again, just select the content that you want and then hit edit and scroll down. And depending upon your iOS, you may not have need to hit edit, as a matter of fact. But it's called emergency bypass. Uh, Stephen, thank you so much for your call today and also your kind words. That's very nice of you to say. Hey, by the way, if you're on Android, you have the same settings. That's what you want to do is get into that digital well-being settings on your Android. And then what you can do is set a bedtime reminder, customize wake-up alarms, silence the phone, make the screen grayscale, also turn off any apps, allow people to come through, and all kinds of good stuff like that. So if you're on iPhones, it's going to be sleep focus or focus mode or, again, that emergency bypass. And if you're on Android, uh, just take a look inside that whole digital well-being section. Okay, so let's say you can't get your TV screen looking just perfectly. Well, I'm going to let you in on something. Most modern TVs, they have this secret service menu that allows you to tweak advanced features and settings. If you want to access it, first you have to turn on your TV, of course, and press the menu button on your remote. Then you go into settings or advanced settings. Now, the important part here is that you're going to press the following buttons on your remote in this exact order. Mute 182 power. Mute 182 power. That's going to bring up the so-called service menu. But you have to be super careful, okay? If you don't know what you're doing, don't do this because you could actually damage the TV. But you may be able to get further adjustments into the picture quality, uh, calibrate the colors, uh, maybe some different sound settings, advanced features that are just not in the regular settings menu. Uh, Keep in mind, your TV may not have it, so your mileage may vary. But if you're feeling adventurous, you can give it a shot. Again, those buttons are mute one, eight, two, power, mute one, eight, two, power. Now, if you love these short digital life hacks, things that you can use time and time again or to impress your family members and friends with great tech party tricks, make sure that you get my podcast. It's called the Daily Tech Update. Every single day, you get two one-minute podcasts, so two minutes a day. That's all it is. So you know what this is perfect for? When you're brushing your teeth. So every morning you can listen to the daily tech update every single morning. And then you're going to get fresh tech news and tips. And then you're also going to get fresh breath. Oh my gosh, that is a double whammy and it's a winner. So wherever you get your podcasts, I want you to make sure that you get our daily tech update. Just search for my last name, Commando, of course, with a K. And again, that's Commando with a K. Wherever you get your podcast, make sure you get that daily tech update. Hey, do me a solid and make sure you tell three friends about the Kim Commando Show and Kim Commando Today podcast because knowledge is power. You can find me at commando.com. This program is a copyrighted production of Westar Multimedia Entertainment and protected by the copyright laws. Any rebroadcast or use of this program for commercial, business, economic, or financial purposes without the written permission of Westar Multimedia Entertainment is strictly prohibited. At The Home Depot, we're dedicated to helping you build the skills that get your home projects done right. That's why we offer free and interactive online DIY workshops. During the live streams, our knowledgeable associates help you tackle your DIY projects no matter your age or skill level. 
you can learn how to install new single pole switches, as well as standard duplex and GFCI outlets. Register for free at homedepot.com workshops. The Home Depot, how doers get more done.